0: Hello and welcome to episode 49 of First Geek 411 and happy Thanksgiving to you all. Um, I'm your host Deanna Davenport and testing my patience as always is Chris Nicolay. How are you? I'm well. (laughs) And also with us is Cameron Franklin.
1: Why hello there. testing
0: my patience.
2: (laughs) I'm glad to be here today.
1: Apparently she's not a very patient person.
0: And I'm a Hufflepuff, and we're loyal, patient, and kind, and y'all are making it really difficult for me, so that's saying something.
2: Are you patient? Anyway, let's
0: get into Maybe it. Maybe you're
2: not a Hufflepuff after all.
0: That just goes to show how like much you're testing Inaccurate, those tests are. No, I'm just if I'm having trouble, <laughs> and I'm a patient person, that's saying something. Anyway. Cameron, All what I have you doing been up to?
1: Making faces.
2: So, um, this past weekend, the church that I work for, we hosted a youth rally. Um, we had a bunch of um, youth from across New England come um, and hang out. Um, and had some people from New York also, which I guess technically isn't New England. So that pretty much dominated the majority of my time. Um, and so, um, during that though, um, I had some some of the groups stayed at my house, and I taught one of our youth how to play Magic the Gathering. He um he insulted me by saying that the cards looked like Yu-Gi-Oh cards.
1: Oh. Untap, upkeep, draw. Not a fan. Except for magic doesn't ban fifty cards at the beginning of every set. The
2: thing, just the mythics that people have spent <laughs> a lot of money on. Just that one um, time recently. And so taught him how to play Magic the Gathering, and then um played some Sani Ichi also, and then Played a very little bit of Towerfall and Rocket League, which is what some of the other people were doing. And then our Youth Rally speaker, his name is Haas Ridgway. Um, He also does stand-up comedy, and I'll throw a link in the show notes. He and I, um, he'd never been to um, the Northeast, and so I took him to New York City yesterday. We ended up meeting back at like 3.30 in the morning. But (laughs) on top of just like the normal walking around, like we saw the Statue of Liberty. We went to Chinatown. He bought a fake Rolex. (laughs) uh <laughs> um, did all the things <laughs> we ate pizza we ate chinese food we um yeah we went and saw times square uh, rode on the subway um we also went and saw justice league at i think it was the amc empire um right on right around times square and so um we'll talk a little bit more about justice league in a second i bet but um also I played a very little bit of Horizon Zero Dawn, um Frozen Wilds. Still playing through that, so that
1: I haven't even started. Aww. It's pretty good. All right then. Man.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Chris, what have you been up to?
1: I started watching The Punisher this weekend. Oh, jealous. Aww. Um Starts off a little slow, but still like very much Punisher, mm-hmm. very blatantly violent, <laughs> and I love it. Um, uh, so far uh, I'm only a couple episodes in. I didn't get have a ton of time this weekend to watch it, but yeah, I'm excited to watch the rest of it. Um, one of my coworkers has been watching it too, so he like binged it, <laughs> obviously, and so he he's been. S- semi-spoiling things for me. Gosh. Did he tell you who Punisher was going to shoot next? No, <laughs> he didn't like any of that. Just like little things that are coming up. Like n- they're not like not actual spoilers, but like he talked about certain specific scenes and like how I don't know. We'll see. Um. So I'm super stoked. I finished. I'm all caught up on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Ooh. How many seasons? Nine, are Nine. There? No, I'm sorry. How many Say seasons what? are there? Six. It's in the six oh, okay. right now. I th- or no, maybe it's in the fifth.
2: Give
1: I don't take. like that. Um, it's a lot of fun. That one's. I, I'm. I'm excited to be caught up. Um, because it's currently uh, it's running its one season and now I get to watch it as it comes out. It's always a good feeling. Kinda, except for having to wait week by week. It's never Mm. a good feeling. (laughs) And then I also started watching Ghosted. Hmm. It's which is a comedy on Fox about the a couple guys who get end up working for what they call the beer underground investing supernatural phenomena, I guess.
0: I know a show like that. (laughs) Do you? I'll talk about it later. Is that called X Files?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um It's all right. Um it stars uh people.
0: <laughs> it it stars hope, hope people so. my favorite. AI's AI already taken over.
1: Yeah. Um it stars uh Craig Robinson and Adam <gasps> Scott.
2: Adam Scott.
1: Yeah. And Craig Fellow Robinson nerd. is been in a lot of other things too he's he's so i watched it because craig robinson has a recurring role in brooklyn 99 mm-hmm. is why i decided to start it and i like him a lot
0: oh <laughs> he's
1: hilarious but he's much better his character in brooklyn Nine is a lot better than his character in ghosted um he might be a little too serious in ghosted mm-hmm. for me compared <laughs> but in brooklyn 99 he plays a a car thief who only steals Pontiacs.
0: <laughs> Why? <That's... laughs>
1: but he always gets away because, like, he's always in a situation Cause... where he has like to where he kind of friends um Adam Sandberg's character. So
2: he, he always gets away with it because nobody wants their car back. <laughs> like, all right, <laughs> so the the Pontiac? Way, well, he, a non-Pontiac. He,
1: so Adam Sandberg's character has been after him, and then for a while, but he always gets away. Like, eventually, like he in this is an elaborate ruse, but he like tricks him. Or, like, he ends up, like, having valuable information to bring someone else down. And then gets away at the end. But he always, like, in that time, like, him and Adam Sandberg's character get, like, along super well. And, like, they end up, like, bonding, almost. <laughs> and then he just ends up taking off on him. It's, it's... I recommend those episodes a lot. <laughs> if you just want to watch random episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you watch the Halloween episodes. And... The episodes with uh, Craig Robinson. Is,
2: aren't there ones where they like the have Bandit. like some bet where they have to try to steal something, and if one yeah those, oh, are, the those are the Halloween episodes. episodes. Okay, I saw one of those on a plane. Yeah. It was really funny. Yep. At the time, I wasn't they mooching your Hulu, so <laughs> I didn't have a way that I could watch it. And then I just haven't gotten around to it like now.
0: A confessed moocher.
1: I am mooch yep, and too. Obviously, I've also mooching kept up on my anime, too. which we'll talk about later.
2: <laughs> mooching off my curve. I don't watch a ton of Irv and you just haven't canceled that despite getting like the.
0: No, I might cancel it if, if it's not that's, getting a lot of use soon. Um,
2: That's, that's kind of your.
1: <laughs> well, there's, you should be getting plenty of use out of it. Come on.
0: <laughs> I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> it's overwhelming. You there's so the much time. stuff on there.
1: There is. I mean, there's three, set, like there's two anime, full animation like channels on there, you have Crunchyroll, and then you have the actual Funimation there's, there's, stuff. There's,
0: there's too much. I need, I need, I need a smaller mountain to climb here.
1: <laughs> if you were into subbed, you could just get Crunchyroll, or use my Crunchyroll.
2: True. Anyway, so before Deanna <laughs> goes. Um, something else I want to say. When I was in New York, like they do the thing where like you can like stop and take pictures of things, and it's a rip off, and like they get get upset at you if you just happen to take a picture that they're in, and they try to get money from you. Yeah, those people. Um, having like been to cons now and like seen like cosplay, I just see all of those, and it's like y'all aren't even trying. (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's true. It's just it's just so bad. Like there was a Deadpool, and it was like you just look like you googled Deadpool costumes. Like at least put some effort into it. It's like what you just get this at Spirit yeah, Halloween this year. They must make no
0: money when New York Comic Con happens, or just like why go out?
2: <laughs> yeah, like it's so bad. Like oh. and like the a lot of the bigger ones are they just look like school ma- mascots, like the mm-hmm. Elmo and Pikachu ones. It's like they didn't even try,
1: right? Why do you even like? Why do people stop and pay them? Like what? Like I saw that in Vegas and it was like. I don't know. No? I don't know either. It's like, oh my gosh, It's I want to get a picture with this random person in a costume. Yeah. It's not even a good costume. That's my problem. Like when, last time I was in Vegas, there was like fat Spider-Man. He was like, he had like a beard. Oh, yeah, that's how this, this Deadpool thing. was. I don't want a picture oh. with you.
2: The Deadpool was wearing clothes that somebody in this, in that specific Deadpool costume should not have been wearing.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> um. So anyway, <laughs> uh, this week, I also saw Justice League. Um, Cameron, what were your thoughts without spoiling anything?
2: It was good. I, I don't think it's amazing. Um, I definitely had some some major plot issues with the movie. There's a lot of the like, this worked because it was convenient for the plot type thing. hmm um, and so I kind of had issues with that. I think the villain suffers from being a generic villain. Yeah. Like they kind of try to explain it, and then it's like, "Yep, he's evil."
0: Yeah. Yep, I he's trying the, to destroy
2: the earth. The like, villain
0: was very unimaginative. Uh. And the humor was good, but I wasn't used to it, so it, did, yeah. it kind of felt awkward to
2: me. The villain actually reminded me of Ares from the Wonder Woman movie.
0: I thought Ares though, was better because of how he was presented in the movie. I, I think he's
2: a more compelling, but like this guy just kind of seemed like a... Just big baddie. Yeah. But he's like, what is it? He's, it? he's evil. <laughs> and like, He's
0: evil. He's... Yeah. Like no like real redeeming qualities other than being it's like they're just evil. There's nothing. Yeah. There's hard. It's hard to connect. It's like you want to kind of connect to that villain or at least be really afraid of them. But it was like okay. Yeah.
2: Like I feel to to use another movie. I think I think Thor did a really good job with Hela. Hmm. Like she is very interesting as a villain. Yeah. Um. Whereas I don't even I don't know I can't even tell you the villain's name. I, I, I can't S. remember it either. But, like...
0: <laughs> I remember I it looks like easily his, enough. Yeah. I'm like, I, I couldn't tell you his name. Um. <laughs>
2: but I also had an issue with kind of how they depicted, like, some of the team. Like, they just kind of... It, it very much seemed like they relegated everyone to just being one thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, like, Jason Momoa is grunting fighting guy. Like
1: um who doesn't like that
0: i mean i enjoyed it
2: <laughs> <laughs> i mean he did a good job at it like i'm not saying it was a bad yeah. i'm just saying he, that Well, we didn't wasn't... know
0: anything about him since he doesn't have a movie right. yet it's like this is all we have to go on right here. but it's,
2: it's it didn't make me want to see the aquaman movie Mm-mm. any more than i already like was considering yeah, like Spider Man being in Civil War made me excited for a Spider Man movie.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, but this is yeah. just kind of like, yep, it's it's Jason Momoa. I like how they did the swimming though, whereas he's not like swimming really really fast. He basically just flies through the water. Yeah, I thought that was really cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, my and... general consensus was like nowhere near as good as Wonder Woman, but. Better than Batman versus Superman didn't have me doing a facepalm in the middle of it. Like Batman versus Superman did um, mm-hmm. definitely kind of some awkward moments for me, but overall it was enjoyable But I wasn't impressed with it. So it was very kind yeah. of like felt like a lukewarm kind of film to me. Um, yeah.
2: I kind of, but yeah, I had, I haven't seen man of steel or Batman versus Superman, and so like when I went and I had, I had Haas give me like the rundown of what happened in those movies. <laughs> and like, there was stuff that that was kind of like, I'm not sure if I'm just missing something. If it was something from the other movies that I, since I didn't see them, I didn't get. Mm. And so like, um, I don't think this is a spoiler, but like Batman and Wonder Woman, or I guess, well, Bruce Wayne and Diana seem to have a weird dynamic. And like there seems to be like implied history,
0: yeah. But, and it's kind of always been implied because we don't know what it well, is really, other than it's. Been they even applied the like they even
1: showed some of that history in, like they imply they help they set that up a little bit more in, like in yeah, toward the end of the Wonder have Woman like movie a itself.
0: Thing mm-hmm. With that, but that's like all we get though. We don't actually okay. see
2: their relationship, but. Um, like I said it just seemed like it was one of those things. Like I'm not sure if I missed something,
0: mm-hmm.
2: or if it was just uh, like them leaving breadcrumbs kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Um. I don't know. Like, it was I? Right. The like <laughs> that's all. That's like the only feelings I have is like eh, it was okay. Yeah. It wasn't amazing. It wasn't necessarily terrible. It was just meh. Um. And then on the same day, though, I saw Justice League in the morning on Saturday, and then I was spending the weekend with my brother, and he hadn't seen Thor, so we went to, I saw Thor a second time, and I was like, see, this is how you do, superhero and <laughs> yeah. I was just like, okay, I feel good now.
1: <laughs> yeah, take her.
0: Um, yep. it was still funny the second time, um. But there was one lady, it was one of those like theater people who they laugh at everything even if it's not supposed to be funny. Ah. And like my brother and I were getting so frustrated, but you could tell she was just like squealing every time Tom Hiddleston or ben- Benedict Cumberbatch did anything. And Benedict was only on there for like a, like a few minutes, but she was just like so excited about anything that those two actors did. I was like, "Well, I know why she's watching this." Yeah. <laughs> But it was just like it was oh, just like, it's not this yes. isn't funny. Why are you laughing? Why are you so loud? Stop it! <laughs> it was like it was mm-hmm. kind of at that point where is it frustrated
1: because you know it's gonna be is funny. That's enough why enough
0: to go to an anticipation. Find laugh. like a manager, but it's like she's having a good time. <laughs> she's not like intentionally doing it like if it was a group of like teenagers who were just being disruptive i would have got a manager but she was just kind of like not being very self-aware so i was like Ugh. but um thor is still fun
1: Did you know Samuel yeah i this was time like around? i
0: know now i caught him this time um <laughs> so <laughs> had a superhero double feature on saturday um and
2: one of them was better than the other true
0: uh and I've also since I went on a little like short road trip, I got the audiobook for the Leia Princess of Alderaan so I could kind of get through it faster. Um have about an hour left on the audiobook and it's picking up. I figured figured out it doesn't go all the way up to Last Jedi, it only goes up to a new hope. So it's like ends right um. before a new hope. Um, but there's things in the book that link to The Last Jedi, like the planet in the trailer that's like red and white. Um, or it's like there's some spaceship there's some ships that like kick up red dust or something in the trailer. Um, that's the planet crate in this book and they actually visit it. Um so I was like, Okay, so that's a little teaser for the new movie is they're going back to this planet that she had previously visited in the books. Um, and it gives more of a idea of what Leia's life kind of was like before um, being Im- involved in the rebellion and how she got to that point um, gives her a little bit of a backstory. So when the inevitable happens at the beginning of a new hope, it's probably going to be like, Oh, all the emotions, all the things she lost. <laughs> um <laughs> just like building up to that it's like oh my goodness um and it kind of makes why alderon was destroyed make a little bit more sense other than just like oh it'll hurt leia it kind of makes it more of a big deal to the galaxy because of how influential and like um looked up to this planet was that it it was like intentionally chosen Mm -hmm. um by the empire uh Anyway, so it's picking up. It's good. Um,
2: I like that you say it's picking up with only like an
0: hour. I know. Left, it's picked up. Not it's. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> taking me to closer to the end to be like, OK, now I'm interested. Uh, but um, one kind of critique, though, of the writer, like she knows her stuff, but Leia's personality is a little Off. I don't know if her personality is going to come out more near the end of the book, but right now it's kind of like, she's supposed to be sassier than this. (laughs) Like, I don't know if the author's just not as good at sass, but I'm like, (laughs) Leia like talks back a lot more than she does in this book. So that's kind of one little thing. I'm like, we'll see. But yeah, so...
1: Maybe that's just something that lay a big on. Maybe she's always
0: had that, or she her no, filters go away after things. I don't know, but uh, we'll see. Um, and also, since I was hanging out with my brother, he streamed uh, Bloodborne again on his Twitch account, which Hayden for Helix. Um, and I kind of hung out for a little bit and talked in the chat a little, and or talked on stream. But he doesn't have a camera, so it's just our voices. But that was kind of fun. <laughs>
1: Did you plug the podcast?
0: I didn't have a chance to.
2: <laughs> Deanna, you always have a chance
1: to. Um, oh, by the way,
2: you just have the like, hey, I got to make sure I remember to say this on the podcast that I'm on. <laughs> there. I didn't find a good window. Just. just, just mm-hmm. I have before.
0: This time I didn't find a good window. <laughs> um, I have in the chat before. Anyway,
1: just be like Hayden. I'm taking over your your stream. Taking... Hey everyone.
0: Hey everybody. <laughs> Listen to this. Um, and Here then finally, I'm caught up on the Gifted and also the Supernatural. So
2: I'm so far behind on the Gifted.
1: I think I'm a couple episodes behind on the Gifted. No, just the, just this last week's. I'm behind. Yeah. So. I did get around to watching yeah. it.
0: That's I guess that's all we've been up to. And with that, let's move on to games. And it looks like the first release is also my silly description. Mm -hmm. And it's Monster of the Deep, Final Fantasy What number is that? Fifteen. Fifteen. (laughs) X V. Okay. Yep. Just check. I'm like, so this is just for those who
1: who have been following this. They announced... so far, There's a fishing mechanic in Final Fantasy 15, And apparently they decided it should be its own game. Right. Yep. <laughs> 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 so now we have a fantasy-based fishing game. Fishing simulator or whatever.
0: Yep. And the description for that is... Drop a line into the waters of e- Eos? Eos? Am I saying that sure. right? Sure. Eos. And hook a a big honking beast monster of the deep final fantasy 15 is a monster fishing game set in the world of final fantasy 15 and features noctis and his friends players will explore the world's oceans lakes ponds and rivers and participate in a wide variety of fishing challenges witness stunning details only in playstation vr and Reacquaint themselves with familiar faces like Noctis, Prompto, Ignis, Gladiolus, and more.
2: You did a good job on those names. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was kind of really excited to see what was going to happen so, when you got Gladiolus.
0: To that. Isn't that... so? I know Cameron's going to hate familiar. this,
1: but at the top of the IGN page, to uh, or ever, the little subtitle that IGN put up is "Keeping it real."
2: And "real" is spelled yeah. R E E L. They always do that. Yeah. One of their med- managing. Way to
1: ruin it by spelling it out for it. everyone.
2: Just letting <laughs> so. y'all know it's not just real.
1: I've made my stance on puns well known. It's
0: like a fishing reel. Haha.
1: <laughs> so yeah. I kind of I don't like that they made this like its own independent game. Why not?
0: Who doesn't don't like, like fishing? That this exists?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> like I wouldn't mind like an extra DLC, like where you just have more like fishing challenges to go complete in uh the actual game because some of those fishes were <laughs>
0: <catch>. <laughs> you just don't like it because you can't catch the fish you
2: got you
1: got to get that trophy. oh i caught them well, you can practice your fishing,
0: fishing in this
2: game
1: <laughs> but i think well i think this game also is only available in vr
2: yep I, I think like this correct. is
1: literally to show off psvr a little more
0: yeah. So if you love fishing and you love Final yeah. Fantasy, this it is, is. It in VR. This is for
2: you. You're correct. PSVR and PS camera are required.
1: Yep. In other news, uh, or other release this week, um, so Animal Crossing has officially is officially come into your mobile phone in Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. Whoa. I've only played one Animal Crossing. Is on the GameCube, and it, I played so much of
2: it. <laughs> yeah, I did too. I haven't played any like, since then.
1: Like I went through and picked all the weeds, kept my town clean. (laughs) Sold a lot of fish. The Kolinkinth. Every time it was raining, I'd go out fishing, catch one of them.
2: Oh, it's also worth noting that right now, Masters or Monsters of the Deep Deep has a sixty-seven on Metacritic.
1: That's actually not too bad.
2: With I think seven reviews. Hmm. Six reviews.
1: But so those are really the only real releases this week, I guess. Um, we have some, what, other odd games. Planet of the Apes, Last, last Frontier releases this week. Which could have had such a silly but description. Nope. Just
2: one sentence. And yeah. stayed, it was said it was boring. <laughs>
1: um, yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, this might be the highest profile silly description you've ever had.
1: That's for sure. But, I mean, it's literally a fishing game Based on a JRPG.
2: That has a fishing game in it.
1: That has a fishing mechanic in it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, come square, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You're being weird.
2: <laughs> I'm really curious for how this is gonna sell to sell. Like
1: especially since it's in VR. Yeah.
2: Like, <laughs> like I feel like this is one of those games that there's a chance. It's like, yep, critical success. Mm-hmm. Like
1: <laughs> 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 I guess yay. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll get it. If I ever get VR, maybe I'll ch- check it That's out.
2: That's how they make money. People going, hmm, maybe I'll check this out. I will out. not be getting this at any point.
1: Well, the biggest thing is it requires VR. Like, Yeah. yeah. The saturation of VR still isn't there mm-hmm. yet, in my opinion. But Yeah. I don't know.
0: Okay. And I guess let's but, go on to news
2: then.
1: Do you want to start with the controversy update?
2: Let's get it out of the way. <laughs> yep.
1: So, we have more EA news, everyone.
2: Turns out, like, four weeks in a row. What did they do this week?
1: (laughs) Well, they
2: have not made things better, I guess, is the answer to that question.
1: (laughs) So, since Battlefront 2 has officially released, um, we know that physical sales down are down 60% versus Battlefront 1.
2: Hmm. Hmm. Yep.
1: Not not surprising. True. Considering all the talk and everything this last couple weeks um there's a whole lot of finger
2: pointing going on right now so like ea has said that they wanted to just do cosmetic loot boxes but lucas arts is the one thing that made that required the current system
1: i tend to believe like if lucas arts doesn't come out and say yeah we did then i don't believe ea i'm sorry also well i guess we should also start off with this saying: ea has since removed microtransactions from the game Yeah. Good. Um. Since I don't think we mentioned that because that hadn't happened last week when we were recording. So officially, the game is just the game. No. Well, the loot boxes are still available, but only through in-game progress. Um. Which is sorry. I should clarify.
2: Apparently, Lucasfilm asked EA to not pursue a cosmetic-heavy mode for loot boxes. Gotcha not uh, maybe not necessarily doing the, the present micro transaction type thing, but didn't want them doing a bunch of skins for, mm-hmm. for characters.
1: I think that would have been yeah. so much better.
2: Lucasfilm, not LucasArts.
1: Yep. Um, <laughs> so following all that. Uh, so they, they responded saying we've been listening. So EA when with the announcement of removing microtransactions came out and said, we've been listening. We don't feel that maybe our loot boxes where it should be. We will reevaluate this and probably implement them later mm-hmm. later yeah. on. I was listening um, to
2: GameScoop this weekend. Or the, actually today, but this weekend's GameScoop. And one of the things that they talked about with that was that um the problem is still the progression system. Like you still have a progression system that's intending to make you purchase loot boxes mm-hmm. so that you can get the pay-to-win features. And so now you just have. An aggravating progression system that you can't get around because yeah. there it's are like no the loot boxes. Still there. Yeah. <laughs> so.
1: well, then it turns out that maybe it wasn't EA's choice to remove the microtransactions because it turns out that the CEO of Disney, um, what's his name, Deanna? Which Walt you Disney?
0: Mean Roy? No, <laughs> who's the... who's in charge now? Uh, is it like Rob? Something? brother. But... Uh.
1: But anyway, Disney.
0: Wait, Rian Johnson is the director of
2: *Star Jedi*. No, that's the director. Y'all keep talking. I'll look for it.
1: Either way, Disney. Disney CEO contacted EA CEO, and it sounds like they put a little pressure on them to get their crap together with this being so close to, (laughs) um. So close to the awesome release of Star Wars. That's it.
0: Thanks, that Google. Sounds right.
1: Um, so we're not sure if this, if the decision. So at this point, it sounds like more like the decision came from pressure from Disney. Who? Hey, Disney, just pull their <laughs> contract. <laughs> Find another <laughs> studio. I don't know. Um, it's too late. But obviously, EA not wanting to lose. Uh, the licensing for their Star Wars games responded and pulled their microtransactions. I don't know, I like, I, I, I really believe it's more of a Disney thing than an EA mm-hmm. listening thing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: just because of EA's track record, not that great.
2: Mm. It's definitely a fiasco all over the place. <laughs> this is a big mess. Um, also, kind of in in the wake of all of this, it's, it's not overly related, but it's kind of an EA news, is that there's a report. Um, and I think this is technically unconfirmed, um, but there was a um, game designer, Edmund McMillian, McMillan, McMillan, um, who um, had done Plants vs. Zombies 2, I think. Or knows the person that designed Plants vs. Zombies, who's George Fan, and apparently George had refused to put in um, a pay-to-win model for Plants vs. Zombies the second Plants vs. Zombies two, and got fired as mm-hmm. a result. Um, whether that's true or whether that's like just the story or whatever, um, I guess is is technically up in the air right now. I haven't seen anything of, if if um, Fan has said anything about this
1: himself, but
2: hmm.
1: yeah. Yeah, still sounds... Uh. I mean, I don't want to speculate on something that's not confirmed, but
0: hmm.
1: sounds <laughs> like EA.
0: Sounds logical.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, they literally just shut down a studio for something similar for it, essentially a game being too single-player oriented and It sounds like, yeah, people aren't going to want to buy my loot boxes for this. Yeah, but that's also speculation, mm -hmm. but I'm just saying,
2: yeah, we were talking last week off the air. um, I think one of the things that I might end up doing for this is just buying this game used. Yeah. And just being like, because I am really curious and I like, even though the campaign isn't getting like rave reviews itself, I am kind of interested Mm -hmm. in playing it. And this might be my way of getting to play the game with my money going to GameStop instead yeah. of going to EA. Yeah. So
1: this is one time where I'm thinking Yeah. GameStop's stops. <laughs> um, used uh, market. Cause yeah, I've been considering, I'm considering that mm-hmm. doing that as well.
0: Seems like we'll have to.
1: Um. But in good news. So last week we did mention Valkyria Chronicles fours or Valkyria uh, that Sega teased an announcement for Valkyria, for the, their Valkyria line, and officially has been announced today Valkyria Chronicles 4 will be coming to PS4, Xbox One, and Ooh, the, switch. the Switch. Switch, 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 Switch. So, in the video, it's a five minute video. um They go over, they talk about their design method, which is they um, so tried like to make a cool backdrops. game.
2: Because our fans <laughs> will enjoy a cool game.
1: Well, but I mean, for so we didn't, I guess we should mention that like their art, it is very artistically oh, designed yeah. game. So th- it's like all it their beautiful. textures and everything are water painted. Mm-hmm. And which is, yeah. And it sounds like uh, they're using newer technology to make it more of an immersive environment. So like you could at- view things from more angles or whatever. And I don't know. I'm excited. They want this to be one of the best Valkyria Chronicles game I guess and looks promising uh, it looks cool Um, so this one is based in the same timeline as Valkyrie Chronicles the first one
2: which I think is a good choice
1: right except for you're following a different squad this time which is yeah. sounds pretty awesome
2: Cause I, 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 was, I was wondering about this when they announced it was going to be number four because I mean here in the states we never got three and mm-hmm. I don't think anybody that wasn't like a hardcore fan played the PSP version of Valkyria Chronicles 2.
1: Yeah, as much so, as I I almost went and bought a PSP just so I could play 2. But ultimately did not.
2: Yeah. Although, so it's,
1: I think I can still get it, because if it's, it's still on the eShop, I can play it on my play, PlayStation TV.
2: Yeah, I think you are correct there.
1: But, so I might I might do that, so I can actually get caught up. But regardless, it's not important. It's, it's essentially, it's its own Standalone game just set in the same world, obviously, similar themes, but it looks intense. I've uh, I can't wait to play it. And, question is, do I play it on PlayStation or the Switch?
2: PlayStation got to get those trophies. You're supposed to be like, (laughs) why not both? (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: but I will probably end up playing it on PlayStation ultimately and then when I want to replay it bad on the switch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm excited for that. So excited. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess we can go back to some bad news, I guess. Disney has cut ties with a certain studio.
0: What?
1: He's been playing it because he didn't you actually play this?
2: Oh, I just didn't. I didn't realize that that was it was because of Disney. Um, yeah. Um, I put this on here a while ago. Uh, Marvel Heroes um, is being shut down and that's presumed to also mean Marvel Heroes Omega, um, which is on the on PS4 and Xbox One. Um, And so it's yes, yeah, so it'll be shutting it down December 31st. Um, and so just in a couple days, Um, <laughs> yeah, um mm-hmm. it's a it's a thing. And so.
1: So, yeah. So uh, what happened? So the studio is gazillion entertainment. Um, Disney decided they wanted to completely separate from them. And that as a result, yeah, Marvel Heroes is getting shut down. It's <laughs> Cameron Plant a bit in good time, timing. at least yeah. in terms of Omega. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and so I have a I have an interesting um, discussion question that we can have um, for this, and that's and and I, and I saw I saw some people talking about this online of of people asking for refunds because it's a free to play game that you can use and you can buy loot crates you can do all of that and you can platinum the game without do without paying any money which is what I did, um, but um, and so one of the questions I have is do you think people should get a refund when they're going to be completely unable to play a game? And so, like, think, it's... But once you
0: finish the game...
1: Well, there's a case, because you can always still play it. It's because it's an action RPG-type yeah. game. It's very Diablo-esque. Um, you can just yeah, well, keep playing issue, it. Just... The issue
2: here, though, is that it's only online. And so once the server shut down, mm-hmm. you cannot play the game. So it's, it's not like... Um, If I get a a copy of I'm trying to think of something Um, Uncharted 4 and it has a story, but it also has an online component. If those servers get shut down, I can still play the non multiplayer version of it. But with a game like Mario Heroes Omega, where it's only online, like what happens? And so
1: I don't think you do because it was a free to play game. That is essentially gets its funding from those Mm -hmm. specs. So you were essentially just providing the means for them to keep their servers up. Yeah. So as a result of those servers getting shut down, I don't think you deserve a refund.
2: Yeah. That's kind of where I come at, too. Like, I'm really curious. um, And maybe this is just because I don't pay a ton of attention. But like what has happened in like MMOs when they've shut down? Like exactly. Like I, I, and if I would have had more time this week, I might have looked into that. Maybe one of our listeners can can do some research and, and see if any of them have ever done any type of thing for their fans. Um, even games that if it was something like EverQuest One going to EverQuest Two or something like that, if they did something going in, I mean, like I know Final Fantasy 14, um, because of how rough its launch was originally, they basically rebooted the world. And if you had played, oh, they did like
1: that, a pretty much. Total reconstruction for it.
2: Yeah. And so, and they gave you something if you'd been playing before the reboot. Uh-huh. Like they gave you an in-game reward. Um, and that's, it's not like, it's not shut down in that case. They're just doing the relaunch, but. um, So yeah, I'm really curious about that. And so I, I started kind of wondering like, like what would happen if there was a, I don't know, like a, a, a free video streaming service but you could pay to get like HD versions. I, I'm I'm really curious if people would be asking for refunds if that service shut down also, because that, that's kind of how I like if there was like a Netflix model where you could pay for a higher quality video.
1: Right. I feel like you'd always there's always going to be whatever. I think it's probably a little higher in terms of this game just because it's still like especially like because it re- just came to. Yeah. Within the expo- past year. Like, right within the past year. So if you spent money on those versions, especially then I feel like maybe you are a little more like in that case, you are a little more justified in wanting your money back because you literally didn't get a year out of it. Yeah. If you were on PC, not necessarily the game has been out for four years now, I guess, but I, I I think you're always going to get people who think they're entitled to a refund. Um, and I think, and I don't think in terms of a streaming service, you are necessarily whatever. It's not like they continue charging you. Like if you paid for a year and it goes out, you know, then Mm -hmm. you were, I think you're entitled to some portion of that refund, like a prorated refund of some sort, because obviously, yeah, like I'm not getting those three months that I paid for. But with yeah. a subscription service, mm-hmm. like, it's like, yeah, it's gone. You don't, we're not, what are we, what are we refunding you?
2: <laughs> yeah. It, it's, yeah, it, yeah, it's interesting. And I be, I'm, I am curious because you are getting completely cut off from the content. Right. Um, our listeners can let us know what whatever they think, but, um, I mean, like, I think there's whenever you've spent money on something and find out that you can't have it again, like people get upset. Like, I know people have have talked about how, like, well, if I get free games from PlayStation Plus or games with gold and then lose my, my I don't pay my subscription, I lose those games. It's like, well, yeah, we sign up. Yeah. And so but it's it's kind of one of those things where it's there's always people asking. And I'm, I'm kind of curious to what people think, mm-hmm. like, the line would be. Of when, not, I mean, of course, we would always all like to get a refund. Um, like that's, but like from a business standpoint, that's never gonna, it's not gonna be the like, oh, I played this game for 40 hours, I'm done. Company, give me my money back.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Cause like even when you do like a trade in, like you don't ever trade into the actual company, you trade into a to GameStop or to a local store or something. And so I'm curious. Yeah. Our listeners can let they us talk know. talk
0: about my news. I'm the host. I don't know what. Go for it. You're the host. You decide these things. Minecraft is getting more stuff. (laughs) I'm going to have to start playing again next spring. My dreams of being a mermaid are coming true. Um, We're getting dolphins, (laughs) shipwrecks, tridents. Oh, what else did they say? Shipwrecks. Uh, Coral reefs. Um, some sort of bubbles animation, I don't know, but, so, (laughs) they, the last time they updated their oceans, it was like, they did these ocean temples with their little guardian things that basically look like pufferfish with tails, uh, and... Yeah, so that, that it was just like a new boss that was introduced, but now it's they're adding more things than just squid swimming around in the ocean. There's apparently the dolphins help lead you to shipwrecks so you can find loot that's in them, like tridents or probably chests with like diamonds and things, nautical items.
2: As Hagrid just follow, said, the dolphins. Just follow the dolphins. Um
0: so that that's exciting. And so whenever I start playing again in the spring priority number one is while i'm building my world is to do lots of fishing catch all the puffer fish so i can make all of the underwater breathing potions so that i can live underwater and build an underwater base and i can live with the dolphins <laughs> and the coral reefs and yep so
1: and date jason sure, moa um,
0: aquaman and... <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> And I've seen people have built, like, underwater fortresses before, like, out of glass, like, just dome-shaped things, which is kind of cool, so that'd be a fun challenge. Um, but, yeah. Yay, Minecraft's Change Adding more things. And it's... They've added a lot since I've played, but that gets me excited, just because it's, like, this is my thing. I want to live in the ocean. <laughs> so... Any of you other kids out there who like playing Minecraft? Yay. We're all excited. Do be excited with <laughs> me because I'm the child of the podcast, even though I'm the oldest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Man. How does
0: that work? I'm
1: going to point that out now.
0: Okay. And what's our, it looks like last bit of news, guys.
1: Yep, news last that, little all- bit of news. Who's going?
2: I got it. Uh, yeah. it's that Ultra Sun and um, Ultra Moon, the two latest Pokemon games, are apparently the r- worst reviewed Aww. Pokemon games in Japan. Um, and so a lot of the, the actual stats are somewhat, I mean, it's like there are 25 like customer ratings on their Amazon thing and has the most one-star ratings of any Pokemon game ever. This does, though, is looking at user ratings, not critical ratings um and so there is always a problem with doing that be, uh, in my opinion um users tend to rate things a lot more often as a one or a five whereas critics tend to be a bit more granular um and then also there's issues with things like this of your not all And this this is using amazon so maybe it's a bit different but user reviews don't always require you to own the, or have spent a substantial amount of time with the product as seen by battlefront Two being like a 0.9 user rating before the game had even come out. And so, um,
1: but it is interesting at least. So reading some of the reviews that have been translated, it sounds like some of the biggest problems they've had with it is that it doesn't feel like it should be like like why are they independent titles Mm -hmm. um they feel like there's very little like the changes that they made from sun and moon to ultra sun and moon are so small that they don't really constitute new like the requirement for new games um and that maybe it would have been better to release them as dlc um Mm -hmm. for the originals but i don't know
2: Yeah, and I know, like, I saw some stuff that was the, why didn't they just, they should have done, I mean, done Star instead, and... uh, They should
1: have just ported it to the Switch.
2: But, I don't know, it is worth saying that (laughs) on Metacritic, it does have a 87, like, review score, Um, and so that's, like, critically, it seems to be doing okay, but it was definitely an interesting interesting to see how the japanese market is writing the game so far
1: yeah i don't know i didn't plan on buying them just because i don't know like the secondary versions don't appeal to me it's like i don't want i don't put in hundreds of hours into one of them so i can play a similar version yeah i guess for me um sometimes i'll play like both sun and moon, but doesn't seem, make sense to me to play some like the same storyline again with some minor differences. Mm-hmm. Um, with the exception being black and white to black and white two.
2: Yeah, well, that was actually a sequel, and I think that's what people were expecting right, with this exactly. One. And I, I think that's um, maybe the, some of the marketing confusion. So hmm. I don't
1: know. Well. Tell us what you think, guys. If and you're I playing guess, it.
0: let's move on to movies and entertainment. Some couple releases <laughs> this week, or at least <laughs> no, notable ones, I suppose. Um, Disney is releasing their film Coco, which uh, is about a little boy who has dreams of being a musician and through a series of events ends up in the world of the dead. Uh, set in Mexico I believe Um, and so it's kind of centered around like the Day of the Dead, Dia de los Muertos Um, but interestingly enough a Dallas based animation company made a movie a few years ago called The Book of Life that's kind of the same thing so that's kind of like okay did Disney copy it or did they come up with That idea and then this the movie At the Dallas based company called Real FX Yeah so they so This is a, a very similar Concept at least like They both go into the World of the dead Along like with that holiday So Yeah and Another Interesting fact about this movie is they're Marketing it and it by using frozen. So they have a short film that's going to premiere before it. Hmm. Um, that's, Oh goodness. I think it's about Olaf. It's like Olaf something adventure. Um, and, Blah. but it's got like, Elsa has a new dress that I already have a, f- know somebody who's made this dress for a cosplay. It's beautiful. Um, Elsa, uh, Anna has a new costume, all this stuff. um, and I've seen more marketing for this short film than I have for Coco, which is the movie that it's going to play before. So it seems like they have hmm. it almost seems like they're trying to bring people into the theater, be like, have kids bring their have parents bring their kids who already love Frozen and be like, hey, we're going to go see this movie. And there's a Frozen thing before it. And that's really why we're going. But I guess we'll watch the movie too since we bought tickets for it. Like, I've seen more posters for this Frozen short (laughs) film and advertisements for this Frozen thing than I have for the Coco movie. Um, Just personally. Which makes me wonder if they have, like, low hopes for this movie or if it's because the other studio released a movie like it. So they're kind of like... I don't know. It seems kind of strange to me. I still want to go see it because I want to see the Frozen short film and this new Disney film. But it's, it seems an odd marketing strategy for this one. So we'll see.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Time I've about seen, it.
0: I've seen the trailer a few times. Yeah,
1: the movie it itself. I, all I've seen, I've seen the yeah, trailers and so... stuff, but... Um... Sounds interesting. Um, I think it's cool because most of the voice acting is actually done by mm-hmm. Latinos. Yeah, Latinas. and
0: but I'm wondering if so. Another thought for me because a lot of Disney's like audience is their princess movies, and I'm wondering if they think they'll get a more like variety of an audience if they try to bring like. The kids who love Frozen, mostly girls, into the theater when this seems to be more of a young male audience. So I'm wondering if they're doing this to try and get more people to come to the theater than just what it looks like. That's my other theory. Mm. Is like the girls aren't going to go see this, that so we'll bring sense. the girls, like, the little girls, to see it because Elsa's going to be at the beginning. Like that's what makes sense to me too. So. It's, yeah, they're doing something funky with the marketing, probably because they want to make sure this movie makes money. I don't know. (laughs) But Anyway, what's this Mm -hmm. Darkest Hour film?
1: We'll see. So we get the movie. So it's a biopic drama about Winston Churchill during World War II. Um, Yeah, it stars Gary Oldman as... Winston Churchill so I'm pretty <laughs> excited love me some Gary Oldman um so it's kind of about mostly revolving around Winston Churchill as right after his appointment to Prime Minister the Prime Minister um office um and then kind of I believe obviously Gary Oldman recites uh Churchill's famous speech um which is probably better than the original speech. <laughs> if you've ever listened to that recording, I don't recommend it. <laughs> Churchill was not a great orator. <laughs> but he was a pretty great mm-hmm. prime minister. Um, but I I, I really want to see this. Um, and I don't know why. Cause, yeah, I don't know. I actually love historic. They draw historic me to films. the
0: theater too because I actually learned something.
1: So, sometimes I don't like. <laughs> I guess I should say I, I love historic films. I'm not a big that, fan of war films yeah. though, like the yeah. ones that are where the emphasis is on the actual battlefield. Like this is from war. Yeah. or of like the historical side.
0: movies that show like a different side to the war than just like I don't know how many people saw it or. <laughs> Like, like uh, Woman? there was this movie no, called sorry. War Horse. Um, I like that one a lot, and I'm also a sucker oh, for okay. horse films, but, um, <laughs> uh, you know, like, it's kind of like the little side stories, like, about something that's not in the main focus of that historical event. Like, those are interesting to me. Um, also ones that teach me stuff, because I learn better from visuals and audio than I did from reading out of a history book, so. <laughs> I'm like, oh! Yeah, The Crown's Which great. That's why we love Winston's The Crown so much. As well. he's, he's a really good character in that
1: yep. show. Uh, played by... Um,
0: I don't know the name of face? the actor, but I know who you're talking about because I've seen The Crown. We're getting season two next month.
1: <laughs> he's in Third Rock from the Sun. But- um. But those are the big movies coming out this week. Got some fun news.
0: Cameron, <laughs> you want to talk about this one?
2: Which one's this one? The the, the top news after releases. Oh, um, we got the reveal of the new Fantastic Beast title. Um, it's going to be Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Gilderwald. Grindelwald. Grindelwald. Whatever. There's an R in there. Reading is hard. <laughs> um, and so... I'm really excited. Um, Crime to Johnny Depp. <laughs> yep. What? Because Johnny Depp plays Grindelwald. Yeah, I don't. it Actually, kind of makes me less excited. Aw. Um. Because I'm just I'm not overly excited about seeing Jack Sparrow with a wand. But they'll make his they'll make him look different. I mean, but. it. <laughs> most people you, like there's say.
1: a good portion of people that yeah. didn't even recognize <laughs> him. Yeah as Grindelwald um, at the end of the That being Last said, Stone. there
2: are other people that love the ca- the one character that Johnny Depp plays. And so...
0: But he's not what I'm excited about. I'm excited Cameron's about... Cameron's just not good at um, picking up the
1: minor differences between his characters.
0: <laughs> true.
2: <laughs> I'll take that. I'm fine with I'm that. I'm excited
0: about young Dumbledore. Yeah, I'm, that's, I am most excited. And seeing all that stuff. That's um, been speculation. Yeah. Like... People coming up with ideas of what actually happened or fanfictions. I'm like, we're gonna see what happened. I'm so excited with the Deathly Hollows and stuff.
2: Yeah, there's a going theory that if you take um, I think it's the I in crime, the O and of, and the the A in um Grindelwald, that it forms the um Deathly Hollow symbol. Yes. And so <gasps> <laughs> And I'm and so,
0: I'm just excited about these movies cuz it's almost like one of the books coming out cuz J.K. Rowling is actually like writing these screenplays and she's like it's coming from her brain so it's like it's almost as exciting as when the books come out because it's still her from her world and her imagination that she wrote the books from so I loved Fantastic Beasts.
1: Yeah, I thought they did a good job.
0: This is
2: going to be
1: amazing. Um, yeah. I'm so
2: excited. This being This title makes me more excited than I was, Uh, just versus it it just being yep more Newt Scamander. Um, I'm okay with that that too. I liked (laughs) and who I liked, and I was probably still gonna see, but seeing how this is gonna focus um, on Grindelwald makes me a bit more excited.
0: Yeah, I was like, how how are they gonna make more movies on the animals? And I guess well, it's just that's the kickstarter i guess for that time period maybe yeah of all the things that happened but (sighs) yay
1: so it's in other news which i guess we probably should have started Mm -hmm. with this because it would it's closer it's also tied to our other segment Uh um sounds like nintendo might be working on a super mario brothers movie
2: that worked out really well the last Don't time. Don't they already have it Except movie? for this one
1: will be animated.
0: Don't they already have a movie? makes it a lot
1: more promising. Nope.
0: Wasn't there a Mario movie?
1: There was, yes. But it wasn't animated. Yeah. And that was kind of the problem.
2: Oh, it was very <laughs> much
1: not.
0: But wasn't there an animated? No,
1: I, I think in terms of how they ca- had to cast it as a result, like it just made it super awkward. And I think that's where all their problems started. Um,
2: <laughs> there was probably been like direct to video type Mario movies in the oh, past. That's that's
0: what I'm talking about. That's probably what I you're think. thinking yeah. of. But yes. versus
2: like an actual like theatrical release, no. Oh, okay. There, there's only been the live action one. Okay. okay, got that cleared up. Thank you. And it was
1: <laughs> rough. But yeah, I think it, it sounds it's like Nintendo has partnered, as partnered with video uh, game movies. Sounds like Nintendo has partnered with Illumination Entertainment, the universally... Universal back studio behind Despicable Me. Um, but obviously we don't know much more other than that. As Other than they've been in essentially talking to each other. Um, and in talks establishing what can potentially. But all signs point to Super Mario movie.
0: They're in the talking phase of this relationship. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> there aren't. Like we don't know the exact <laughs> terms of their agreement yet or anything. But. Um,
0: they don't know if it's going to be a real relationship or not. They're just testing the water.
1: They haven't had the DTR sorry. yet. No. Uh...
0: <laughs> yeah, they
2: haven't had the talk yet. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think but, in a Mario movie in like the Despicable, Despicable Me style could be really cool. I think like that, that makes uh-huh. sense. That's a, I think that'd be a very cool way to see that, that world rendered.
1: Mm-hmm. We'll see. Obviously, who knows? Like, how would be bit? Like, would it? Would they? Would the world be as diverse as Super Mario Odyssey? Oh. That we see in that eh? question mark piece. Yeah. Will Will Peach just get
2: kidnapped again?
1: Who knows? Maybe we'll see all the characters.
0: Like well, Yoshi gets cabinet
2: kidnapped. Will Peach finally just stand up for herself? <laughs> will Mario get kidnapped?
1: Ooh, or Luigi. Mm. Mm. Maybe it's just about the brothers.
0: Or just Toad.
2: <laughs> just Toad. They just, nobody goes rescues Toad. That'd be so sad. Yeah, like, oh, well, Toad's, Toad's the best. Toad's gone. Sorry, guys. Toad's the most loyal of all of them. I'll save Toad. So, so, like, I feel like they don't care much about Toad as Toad cares about the rest of them. Aww. Probably not. Like, I feel like Toad's the MVP in that relationship. <laughs> and the rest of them are just like, yep, Toad's here. Aww.
0: He's not my favorite. <laughs> Toad Toad's always been my wolf. favorite. I love Toad. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, anyway. <laughs> Let's see. Ant Man and the Wasp um have finished production. Whoop. And so we don't there's not a ton of actual news with that. Just it's happened. And so it, su- it, it surprised. Happened. The movie that we know is coming out is hopefully still coming out. They are so,
0: working on that list. They who deleted the final the file?
2: <laughs> <laughs> and so, it's planning to be released on July 6th, um, 2018. So about seven months away. And so as of recording. Well, so we but, should be
0: getting trailers soon-ish. soonish. Maybe Christmas with Christmas releases, like before Star Wars, maybe?
2: Yeah, that would make that would make sense.
1: This week.
0: Ah. I mean,
1: right now, (laughs) probably, probably with Coco, actually.
0: Yeah. All the block, the blockbusters are coming. I mean, a Disney Christmas,
1: a essentially a Disney trailer for a Disney movie. Possibly. (laughs) I don't know.
0: But it could, it depends on the, the, uh, movie writing though. If it's Ant-Man's gonna be PG-13, I don't know if they'll show up before Coco, which is probably like G or PG. May not. I don't know. Definitely, probably before Star Wars though, because it's probably the same
2: mm-hmm. rating. And then Justice League, um, we talked about earlier, um, opened with a domestic box office of um, ninety-four million, um, which is the lowest DCEU opening to date. And so, yeah, it makes sense. Um, it has done well international, or well enough internationally, from what I read, um, but.
1: And I know. I am market, surprised man.
2: that it opened below Wonder Woman.
0: I mean, I think a lot of people just have a lot of skepticism around the Justice League movie based on their trailers, and just like, well, let's see how the reviews are before I go see this.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of been my mentality. But oh, something that and I, I mentioned I haven't seen Batman versus Superman. I think I like. Um, I just thought of this the, for the Batman. I like this take on the character, but I do not like Ben Affleck playing it. You can join the club <laughs> of many and people. So,
1: I think he's my like, favorite. I Batman. really
2: like.
0: Except for Chris, apparently. <laughs> I haven't even seen it.
2: Come on. George Clooney <laughs> or nothing. Um, I, I like that. Yeah, I'll so, Kilburn. <laughs> I meant to say that earlier, or I, I thought of that earlier and then forgot to mention it, but it <laughs> came back to mind. So.
1: Our final bit of news is IndieWire recently published an article uh, about um, their top twenty best anime movies of the twenty first century, and I will say I think they're wrong, but okay.
2: <laughs> it seems a bit. But early they didn't for ask this you, list. Chris. Well, it, it's <laughs> like, a little not early. Even like a I guess
1: it should be so far, <laughs> but we should also yeah. note that there is one movie that recently surpassed their number one spot in terms of popularity in Japan, which was Your Name. Um, also, with a re- US release um, being very popular, but I don't think it should be like the number one spot, but I think it should at least be on the list because of that reason. Um, but their number one spot once it's spirited away, the Howe Miyazaki film. Yay. Um He actually has several movies on here, including The Wind Rises and How's Moving Castle.
2: Woo! Which is
0: coming to. It's going to be in theaters again. It's yes, going to be yeah. in this weekend. theaters
1: again yep so
2: as of rec- as of listening you can go see it in theaters yeah. like right now go check it out
0: it's wonderful
1: <laughs> uh,
2: Wally is number six
1: finding nemo Wally. is placed in the number four spot mm, also I should say uh the one Rises was howe's last movie before he retired and then came back out uh, <laughs> <sighs>
2: What is this Fantastic Mr. Fox? Oh, that's like is a stop-motion movie. Mm-hmm. I
0: haven't seen that, but
2: I that's, need to those see Those foxes them. look mad creepy. I've heard it's really good, though. Um, voice performances by George Clooney, Meryl Streep, Bill Murray, um, Jason Swartzman, Owen Wilson. That's a good cast. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I am happy it also includes like foreign animated films. Like,
2: yeah, it's not just a bunch of Disney well, yeah, like the Lego exactly.
1: movie is like and... 14
0: <laughs> or not 14. It's like 16. Uh, Up is on there. Yep. All movies Paprika make you cry.
1: Is a more uh unknown animation. It's good to see mm-hmm. that on there. Um, some lots of good stop motion, Coraline
0: Coraline's listed, yes,
1: but super good.
0: <sighs> yes,
1: where's Kubo though?
2: <laughs> yeah, and the utopia not on the list,
1: but the Lego movie is,
2: yeah. <laughs> I don't think i saw zootopia
1: i didn't see zootopia is wrong. not on the list but i mean it's I a cool little think, list i just think it's just
0: animation cons. good animation and not necessarily a I story
1: mean, i don't think it's accurate well I, can't, I don't think that you can just say it's yeah that's possible i think you have to judge all animation though on all like all of those things true but i will say yeah it makes sense that because like Zootopia had a good story, deserving. but
0: their animation wasn't necessarily revolutionary.
1: Right. That's super cool. And with that, I mm. think we... dana I think it's your... Why yes. am I hosting? Dana Why <laughs> Stop are you hosting? hosting? It's my job. Because there's it's dead me. space and no one was bringing us into the next segment.
0: I was no, making I was sure y'all were finished. I didn't know you were done. Um,
1: <laughs> you say okay. when we're done. <laughs> you are in charge. <laughs>
0: You sure you sure you want that?
1: I'm just trying to keep (laughs) us on time. We've had some really long episodes.
0: Um so I watched (laughs) Big Fish. I I'd started this movie a bunch, and I don't know, I couldn't remember if I ever ever finished it, but I did finish it this time. Um what'd you think? It was so good. I almost cried. Okay, I got it. It's almost like
2: someone actually picks must-see movies for this segment. (laughs)
0: Shush. Don't give me that attitude, <laughs> mister. Because um, Justin from Twitter is like, has told me things about how he's so glad this exists because there's so many things you still need to see, Cameron. Um, anyway, but Big Fish was really good.
2: Justin from Twitter is on. <laughs> he's been on
0: tonight for a long time. He's my friend now. Since this segment,
2: since, since we started start, yeah. this segment, Justin from Twitter has been on
0: tonight. I mean, Where you did watch his copy of friend. Legend,
1: didn't you? Yep. <laughs>
2: At least I didn't have to pay for it.
0: He <laughs> Justin and I are cool now though. Um <laughs> anyway, but the Fish is really good. Um the heart behind it is amazing. Um Yeah, it's it's hard to explain really. Um uh I guess it's I don't like, I don't know what to say. It was really
2: good. <laughs> like, yeah, I like the depiction on like story and how exaggeration plays a part, but kind of the idea that there's truth in everything.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, like and, and I really like how we see the um, the main character his his view of his father changes mm-hmm. throughout the movie, mm-hmm. and he kind of comes to to I don't know if love would be the correct word but he kind of comes to understand his father a lot more. Yeah. Right. He'd rather see the world
0: in an exaggerated view than just how it is.
1: Yeah. Because essentially, yeah, those entire stories premises that his father tells him these tales that obviously, like, as he gets older, it's like, no, they're considered tall tales, you know? Mm -hmm. And then it turns out, like, he begins to see... Like he's mm-hmm. exposed to these stories in a different way, and, and yeah, and begins then to he see the truth in the stories and
0: these crazy stories affected all the people that his father came in contact with, and like the memories associated with those stories, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how much value that has over it just being this is what the reality was. Um, it's very unique films, Def- definitely a must see. Um. But, yeah. It was,
1: yeah, it was a good movie. I'm glad movie. I
0: finally finished it. Like, I couldn't... I obviously hadn't finished it the past couple times for whatever reason because I didn't remember mm-hmm. it that much. I remembered, like, the first half of it. but um It is
1: a movie you actually have to pay attention to.
0: You really do. Yep. It's not a like, background. You
1: want to, so, like, actually sit down and watch it.
0: Mm-hmm. Be, like, be dialed in 100%. Um But I think... The new movie for this week was actually Cameron's request, so I'll let him talk about this one.
2: Oh, so <laughs> we got to talk about this one last week, and um, I don't even like look at this segment on the. He show He tries notes to ignore it. He so, blocks it out. Um, I like to pretend the that rest of exist. us enjoy but, it, though. <laughs> um, one of the things that we got to talking about as we were trying to figure out last week's movie, um, I had in my um, Netflix queue "Prince of Egypt," which is a. Um, retelling of the exodus story from the bible and so it's really good i like the i like the animation and they i mean they clearly take some artistic liberties the but
0: music is amazing and, too i think it's tim really rice good. it's like the same people who did the lion
2: king and so it holds close enough to the to the biblical account um and so and the thing and some of the things that it changes i think with the exception of moses in the river um I think are well within artistic liberties. Um, that's kind of the one, the one scene that they.
1: Unlike that Noah movie.
2: Yeah. I never even saw mm, that. Cause I
0: did. I made
2: my stance on. That's movies
0: not that going to come up well in known. this.
1: Uh, I had to watch it. Emma Watson it. Come on. Um, uh, literally uh, uh, the only reason I watched it.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, that movie.
2: Yeah.
0: We can talk about that later. But it's
2: really good. It is free on Netflix. So I mean, as I guess anything is on Netflix because yes. you pay for a subscription.
0: And if you haven't seen it, like you will not regret seeing this. This is one of those movies like I can watch over and over, and it's still amazing. Like the music is great, mm-hmm. the animation's stunning, um, the stories like you know it's it's from the Bible, and it's really relatable too. Like it's something everyone can kind of find something they can relate to, even though it's. Um, one of those really, uh, what's the word? Supernatural events happen in it that... Miraculous? Miraculous. So I'm like, what's the word I'm looking for? The miracle, the plagues and everything and all the miraculous things. It's like, may not be related, relatable to most people, but for us it definitely is. Um, but it's, yeah, this is a must-see for... Everyone, <laughs> regardless of beliefs. Um mm-hmm. anyway. So yeah. listeners, see it and let us know what you think or what your thoughts are. We'd love to hear from y'all. Um Yo. and then from y'all. I'm from Texas and I'm proud. Don't make fun of the way I talk, please. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that, you know that's not this gonna happen.
0: Cameron's <laughs> from Texas too. He just hides it. <laughs>
2: I I say y'all all the time. Yeah, I know.
0: But you always pointed out what I
1: say. I don't know. You like it's it's like when Cameron says it, like it's perfectly in t- line with just the way he talks normally. Whereas, like it's a sudden accented word when it comes from Deanna, mm. like <laughs> and then y'all. So <laughs> like, it just doesn't fit with like the way you normally speak. That I think word we hear you. it's speak.
0: somewhat awkward because when I was at Harding, I spent a lot of time with some Midwesterners who didn't talk like that. And so I said, you guys, more than y'all. <laughs> and so Ewans. I think I kind of got out of the habit of saying it naturally. So I'm kind of like,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's awkward it to say
0: now, even though it's natural. I don't know.
1: <laughs> but it's not natural. No, it's
0: not, I don't know. <laughs> It gets worse when I hang out with my family, especially my dad. <laughs> <It's> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I'm from Texas. How are y'all doing? Texas. <laughs> y'all come back now, you hear? <laughs> and my mom's from Mississippi, too, so her side Does of she the say family all has a really strong accent. She doesn't really, but oh the my gra- My says grandma y'all? was like That's stereotypical <laughs> southern Southern accent but yeah (laughs) let's go on to anime
1: (laughs) so this week i logged on to my subscription to anime strike the anime strike channel on my amazon video um and checked out a couple of the exclusives they have there one being just because which is the one that kind of sucked me in um so i watched all six episodes the other day they get caught up and it's 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 I think it's a pretty decent coming of age story, at least for like it's based in, off some the main characters are high school students who are in their third year. So they're last year. And so they're getting ready to apply for colleges and take their entrance exams for colleges and stuff. And kind of um, one of the main characters has just moved back. So he has he ends up reconnecting with a couple of people he went to middle school with. Um but it's it's parti it's part like kind of a bit like love triangle ideas as well. Um kind of the idea also them just wanting to connect with each other before they go their separate ways after high school, um or whatever. And it's kind of heartwarming. It's not necessarily the best, but I'm definitely enjoying it. I, I'd recommend it. Um, and then there's also Inuyashiki, uh, the Last Hero. Um, this is a bizarre one. This is uh, it has kind of weird elements. Apparently, so the main character is like a 50, fifty-six year old man, um, salary man in Japan, and except for he looks like he's 80-something or 70-something. looks a lot <laughs> older. And um, he's kind of taken for granted from his family or whatever. He's very passive also when it comes to standing up for himself in certain situations. Until one night... Well, so he gets diagnosed with terminal cancer as well. Um, until one night and then one night when he like wasn't able to tell his family, takes a dog he found on the street for a walk and is kind of crying and then he like has this interaction with like aliens or something with like a ufo yeah.
0: well that took who, a turn
1: Like, <laughs> right right Th- like after that like, it just what? completely changes feel so he ends up like they change him into like this bionic being uh, <laughs> So and then it goes from there and he becomes like this hero from here on out kind of thing like mechanized hero like <laughs> That's it simply one of those well, that really, escalated
0: quickly kind of moments.
1: <laughs> really bizarre anime. Um it is on some of like of the current season. It is rated pretty well on the uh on some of the anime pages. Um so it's kind of worth checking out. It just got a little too weird for me. Um so I only watched a couple like the first two episodes. See where they're going with it. I might check, jump back into it. We'll see, but it is—it's out there. That's for sure. Um, That's it. That's uh, Anime Strike also has a few others. Um, that's where you can watch. Welcome to the Ballroom. I've talked about that before. It's a sports anime about ballroom dancing, and it is once again—it's the and the studio handles it. Just does such a good job. Um and I love it. <laughs> I do. Oh, okay. Welcome to the Ballroom is just <laughs> so good.
0: I, I that's probably one I'll maybe get it too. Cuz I, I have think a if subscription. if you want to get if
1: you if you need to get into a sports anime, you should check out Haikyuu first. That's the volleyball one and, and it's good. I just like but ballroom it's...
0: dancing in general, so that's why that one sounds interesting. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want my the sports I watch are like dancing, ice skating, Winter I was kind stuff. of watching
1: curling the other day. I don't know why. Are you watching curling? <laughs> it's kind of it's
0: fascinating because nice it's strange.
1: It's so strange, but it's so cool. Like, like that is a tough, like, that is a precision sport.
0: Mm-hmm. Kind of like golf. Know. You're also
1: like, <laughs> but. Anyway. That's it. I just, those are the two animes that were kind of new on my radar this week and thought I'd bring them up. Mm-hmm you guys are check- watching any of them let me know what you think
0: and with that let's go on to dongle news i got tongue tied last time i did that so i'm not going to try
1: it yeah y'all
0: do it um so what's this about tesla semi-truck
1: so this last weekend tesla unveiled their new electric semi-truck and it is quite the feat um like the specs on this thing are crazy. It's crazy powerful, which I'm completely surprised by. And but some of the specs. So it goes from zero to sixty in five seconds with no load. That is a that's fast solid. semi. Yeah. Like
0: that's terrifying. That sounds really scary.
1: <laughs> Seriously, I don't want those to go that. Better fast. yet, it has a tow capacity. Like its payload is eighty thousand pounds. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or forty tons, and with under load, it can go from zero to sixty in twenty seconds. Still impressive. Is it still like, solid. That's a lot of weight to get from zero to sixty in twenty seconds. Mm-hmm. Like that builds momentum yeah. fast. Let's hope it's got um,
0: all that weight because it's delivering Amazon packages to me.
1: Yep. <laughs> uh, on a full charge, it can it has a five hundred mile range with a load um and also can go on a 30 minute charge can go 400 miles not bad that it's crazy
0: how often <laughs> do the batteries have to be changed
1: i don't know <laughs> typically lithium cells are rated for uh about four to five hundred cycles so i don't know depends
2: yeah and then, and there's a lot less wear and tear too on an engine that's electric versus yeah gas because there's a lot fewer so it is if, mostly just
1: battery mm-hmm. maintenance that you have to worry about and there are ways like yeah. they i know tesla has ways of reconditioning cells and stuff too mm-hmm. that are probably specific to their vehicles <laughs> now this is this this is the number that gets me though so it has a 0.36 drag coefficient its amount of wind resistance it naturally generates during movement. Put that in perspective: the sports car, the Bugatti Veyron, which holds in terms of production, uh, has is the fastest uh, production vehicle ever made, has a point three eight drag coefficient. So the semi is more aerodynamic than high end sports cars. How
0: does that work? <laughs> Smart nerd yeah, working it, it, on the it's, truck. <laughs> it,
1: it's just ridiculous. Um, they already are taking pre-orders now. It's like five thousand dollars just to ask for one. Essentially, um, I don't know what the actual cost of these things are, but also it does also contain Tesla's self-driving technology. Um, other interesting features are instead of like being in a driver's seat or whatever, you're actually in the middle. Hmm. Hmm. Um, the semi also features uh, all around cameras, so you have no essentially no blind spots. That's good. That come up That's on a cool. screen in front of you. There's two screens, and then obviously your steering wheel and the the uh, windshield. Um, yeah. Super. I have cool. a blind
0: spot camera in my car, and I love that thing, especially in a busy living in a busy yeah, it's city. Really cool. it's like, use it mm-hmm. like so. Thankful for that thing.
1: But. So, future of transporting goods. Yeah, hopefully. semis scare me, yeah, so I'm okay with them making ridiculous. this
0: safer, more efficient. Because semis are freak me out uh-huh. when I'm driving.
1: Well, yeah, drivers freak me out. Like the things we, the pressure we put on those drivers, is what scares me.
2: Yeah, and a 500 anything. mile range is a bit mm-hmm. more reasonable. Like, like maybe that might lead to them get being put under less stress of. Now, of course, like I mean, you could always drive five hundred miles, drop off your load, and then get immediately into mm-hmm. a new one. But maybe this could lead to them putting less pressure on drivers to make these extreme long hauls and self-driving an thing, and
0: like that, that also helps. helps cause for... I feel like there's mm-hmm. a lot of people falling asleep at the wheel just because they're on such long trips. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, for semis, like that's This sounds like a really good, good thing because I'm yeah, I'm always freaked out when I drive around semis. So I'm like, difficult. I don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> like.
1: But speaking of self driving technology, uh, Uber um, partnered with Volvo back in 2016 um, to hopefully bring self driving vehicles to their riding service. Well, they have officially agreed to purchase 24,000 of Volvo's self-driving XC90 SUVs. Um, which, so I don't know where their test places are going to be, but it would be pretty cool to have to see what self-driving vehicles like, would you get in a vehicle without a driver? I would. <laughs> I
0: would.
2: I <laughs> would.
1: Um, but as long
2: as it's the right person and not, nobody steals your Uber, like what happened to us in New York. Oh,
1: dang. It's kind of a cool strategy from Uber. I mean, it's the start. It's actually a good way to get more self-driving vehicles onto the roads. Um, because their cost is probably a little higher is higher currently. Um, so providing them through ride services is also an entire new market for them. Mm -hmm. Kind of a cool one. So, also sets up for ideas like self driving vehicle leasing, where you just participate in a membership type program and you have access to a self driving vehicle for your commute. Um, those are ideas I've been tossed around. I don't know.
2: Hmm.
1: Then also, last week we talked about uh, Boston Dynamics' uh, dog the robot. one. I can't remember its name, which is, has always looked kind of creepy. All it's it's like bull- a of the blue spider train.
0: looking thing. We should
1: say they've also made strides on their atlas robot which is the more humanoid looking one that has been that was fe- originally shown featuring just walking and moving getting knocked over getting back up on itself and also being able to carry packages and put them away um, they have recently advanced its os and everything so it now can perform flips and land and them.
0: stick to landing with the proper form at the end <laughs> according to this video it put yep. its hands up in the uh, air and everything <laughs>
1: It's not perfect in its flips, but because occasionally it does glitch and result in it, so it lands and then jumps forward and <laughs> face plants.
0: It's kind of amusing actually watching this video of it.
1: Uh, but super cool. I mean, that's like, those, those are really complex movements that it's cool to be see that we have um, technology to the point where we can get robots to do them and do them consistently. So who knows what that means for the future, but Boston dynamics dynamics is actually making some pretty decent strides in that area. that's all I've got this week for the Dongle news. So with
0: that,
2: (NO) what's new in the world of magic,
0: the gathering and tabletop
2: games. So we've been, um, continuing to get our previews for unstable, which is the silly magic, the gathering set, their third one, Um, We have about half the cards revealed so far. Um, One of the things that I want to call attention to is the new mechanic called Augment. So basically you start with a semi-normal creature that is... um, Sorry, I'm trying to find the actual specific. That is a host creature. And so one is called Ordinary Pony. And it's a host creature horse. Um, And you cast that like a normal creature. And then there's the Augment creature. Um which is has a alternate casting cost, I guess of augment cost, and then when you play it, you add it onto the host creature. So one of the augments is half squirrel half dash, and so when you play it, you can augment the ordinary pony and make it a mm-hmm. half squirrel half pony. or you can make a multi-headed man or a um serpentine bot or a... Um, I'm trying to think of the other one there's a half kitten half that was cute, and robot type thing <laughs> so there's a bunch of yeah so there's a bunch of like really random things Um, and so I think it's a cool thing Um, or a cool mechanic idea Um, and then there's another one that I wanted to call attention to that I thought was really cool and now I don't remember which one it so was.
1: the card I really like right now is Phoebe head of S-N-E-A-K it's a legendary creature. It's a human spy. Sneak Phoebe, head of sneak, can't be blocked by creatures with flavor text. English? <laughs> and then her flavor text is, this space intentionally left blank.
2: Yeah. So flavor text is um, basically story text they put on cards. It has no rules meaning. Um, it's just kind of there to explain a little bit about the character. And so it's something part of what they do in the joke sets is that they're allowed to care about things that they're not normally allowed to care about. Um, And one of those (laughs) is flavor. And so um, another one that's really cool. It's another one of the leaders is Baron von count. Um, And so whenever you, um, he enters play with a counter on the number five. And then whenever you cast a spell that has a number that matches whatever the counter is presently at, it moves down and when it um, would move from number one to zero, you get to destroy target player. Yep. And I just and like how that Doom counter on like again. Yeah. Um, I like that it's not like target player loses the game; it's destroy target <laughs> player. And so, um, but there's some funny stuff. There seem to be less in jokes than there have been in previous ones, which I think is probably good. I like,
1: there's also, well, I mean, there's, there's a few, but like hot fix. Yeah. The sorcery. But like
2: that's not, um, yeah, go ahead. You can, if you want to read what it says, that was the one I was thinking of earlier that I can oh, okay. remember.
1: You have 10 seconds to look at, rearrange the cards in your library at the end of those 10 seconds. If you're touching one or more of those cards, shuffle your library.
2: And then the flavor text is, it's not a carpet mouth moth. It's a feature. <laughs> Instead <laughs> of, it's not a bug. Yep. It's a feature. Um, and it's so like, I like that. I'm mean, like, it's an, it's a joke. It's an in-joke, but it's not a Magic the Gathering mm-hmm. joke. And I think that was some of the problem that they had with the other sets, is that so much stuff was, like, self-referential, self-refer- that it didn't make sense if you weren't a hardcore fan, whereas this just seems silly. And I like that difference. Um, there's also the entirely normal armchair, um, which during your turn, if entirely normal armchair is in your hand, you may hide it on the battlefield. <laughs> And then any player can play pay zero to make you return um entirely normal armchair to your hand um only an opponent can pay this cost I mean, only an opponent um is really only if he or she can see um entirely normal armchair and then um it has the ability of two and sacrifice it to destroy target um attacking creature and so it's a the the art is like a a chair with a bear trap around the cushion mm-hmm and so the idea is like when you sit down, it'll clamp this on
0: you. This game's so you, so, randomness so never ceases and to so amaze think, me.
1: Well, it's
2: just this well, set and,
1: and it's so good. Well, yeah, It's
2: hilarious because this set is intended to be very random. There is a decent amount of stuff in this set that I think could be black bordered that mm, I like, it agree. could fit in the normal rules if they tried. Um, cause, I mean, Cause this set was designed six years ago and I think they've
1: come like with the do augment stuff. stuff like mechanics and stuff. That's actually yeah. pretty reasonable.
2: Like, I don't think that's too hard for normal. I, we already had meld. Um, and so, I think... I Yeah, I think augment especially could be just completely black If It would have to balance better, but like...
1: I'd love to play Summon the Pack. You mm-hmm. know, whatever. Let's open a sealed magic booster pack, reveal the cards, and put all creature cards revealed this way onto the battlefield under your control. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> just like- Super excited about that um another thing is i think contraptions could be black bordered they don't see like they. i think they would need to be balanced better and obviously like some of their individual wording would have to be changed but i think in general that idea sounds really cool um and could exist in some fashion in black border but alas
1: yeah but but i mean at the um, same time since they the entire set is intended it for a certain purpose. I understand why they wouldn't, but that's also up to you and your yeah. play group, though. If you play casually,
2: yeah, um, yeah. And so, and I'd be interested. I, I think the main reason contraptions aren't black bordered is because what would like? I mean, you'd have to obviously build a very specific deck, but it would challenge a lot of who gets to use this, like. Mm-hmm. How much, how much of a rigor do you need to assemble these contraptions? But, oh well. Um, so that's the big news for Magic the Gathering right also, now. Also, Iconic
1: Masters officially released this last weekend.
2: Oh, you're right. I forgot. That came out on yep. Friday. And so it previewed at Hascon. And so we've known the cards that were in it since then. But um, it has actually released now. I had completely forgotten about that. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, I'm debating on if so I an, want to play In buy board game Ooh. And similar Magic the Gathering, but also kind of board game news. Um, there is a. Um, now I lost the link. There we go. Um, Wizards and Wiz Kids are partnering up again. And so they're going to create a new board game, which will pull content from the original universe. They're trading card games. You'll take on the role of a planeswalker and you'll try to explore Dominaria, which is where we're going in our next set. Um, And you'll have some sort of race as you try to gather um, mana quickest. And they're also going to be making a product line of pre-painted miniatures that will focus on token creature cards. And so um, instead of actually having to get a cardboard token, you could Mm. have an actual physical miniature. Which sounds like it could be cool. Um, I'm interested to see how they do this because there are so many different tokens. I assume they'll just do things like, um, the normal beasts, elementals. Um, oh, and on that, um, unstable is coming with full art foil Ooh. tokens. Ooh. Um, of some of some really normal, oh, like like normal things. Um, I don't think it's in the. The mythic spoiler thing. Um, I didn't see. Yeah, it's not. Um, but they're really cool. I'll try to throw a link to those in the show notes. Then let's see. We also got an announcement from Ultra Pro that they have three new <clears throat> games coming out um, sometime soon. And so one of them that I think sounds really in cool January. is called Zirkles. Yeah. Are these all January releases? Yep. Oh yep, that's what the, <laughs> title of the article says reading's hard, and so Circles um, is an abstract game where you put magnetic triangle pieces on a board, and you're trying to complete circles in um, of the one color or of the col- that share colors or that share the color. Um, and you either complete your own circles or sabotage your opponent's or your opponent singular. Um, the most po- um, the most points from completing circles wins the game, and so it has a solo version and a two player version. Um, I think it sounds like a really fun abstract. I like abstracts when you um, you get to have that option of how you can mess with your opponent, and you can more so do that versus just helping yourself. So... Then the last thing that I have for uh, Magic the Gathering and other tabletop games is there has been a new announcements for the DC deck-building game and for Marvel Legendary. And so... Um, the DC one um, will be adding a new standalone game called Confrontations, um, and one of the things I think sounds cool is you get to play two v two. So it's kind of like you have a superhero team playing against a supervillain team, and so you can play a uh, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, or Zan- um, Zatanna.
0: She's a magic uh, lady with uh,
2: fishnet know very tights. Well. I know she. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, and that's about all i know (laughs) and so um then the villain side your choices um lex Luthor, cersei um ocean master and felix Mm. faust which i guess are all villains from the uh, to go against that specific hero um (laughs) and so sure and then marvel legendary is getting the expansion called champions um which will um, it's going to have additions from the recent comic books, books, specifically the champion series. And so the two cards that it shows in this article are Nova and Gwynpool. And so, um, so yet another Marvel legendary expansion to add to the <laughs> gigantic game as seen by whatever episode it was that <laughs> we mathed it and did the cost for that.
1: So, yeah, <laughs> But
2: that is all I got for uh, Magic Um, Gathering and other tabletop games. I guess that begs the
1: question, like, at what point do you decide to just make a new game?
2: I don't know. Never. Uh, And I, I guess it can come down to also of, I mean, I think we talked about this last time we talked about Legendary. If you don't need all that other content, you can pick and choose. True. Um, like there are certain expansions that are considered better than others. I'm sure I, I know. Um, and I'm sure even like the smaller ones or some like that. And you can buy ones for specific characters that you like. And so it's kind of cool. like, I know if I like was playing legendary, um, since I don't know anything about the champions comic book line, that doesn't have an appeal to me. So unless it was a crazy good set, I probably
1: wouldn't be buying it. I mean, for me, I'm just having penalty. <laughs> it's like, why not get it all? Sleeve all the cards. All of them.
2: <laughs> uh doesn't look do like
0: we had any corrections.
2: So Oh no. Um as of recording, show notes still aren't up from episode 48. I was busy. Because camera claims he loves you, but
1: oh. it's obvious he doesn't. I'm just kidding. Just but kidding. <laughs>
2: I'll get them up. Hope my my plan is to do it tomorrow night, um, which will be which will mean mean it will already hopefully have happened by the time you hear this. But they will appear eventually. <laughs> <we'll see. laughs> um, yeah, the, wow,
0: the I received was I mentioned it earlier. Justin from t- Twitter said that. Cameron has a lot of catching up to do because he hasn't seen all these Disney Channel movies that were like a staple to most of our childhoods. So he's happy that my my segment because it's a staple doesn't mean some it's good. Need to be caught up on things. Um,
2: <laughs> Again, we've debated the this must segment, see in this segment for a very long time. Um, Cameron
0: has. <laughs> so with that. <laughs> Um if you want to give us some more feedback and tell us some more movies and things that Cameron needs to see, you can reach out, you can communicate with us on our Facebook, Twitter, and PlayStation Community at one geek411. Um or you can email us at one stgeek 411 at gmail.com. You can also rate us on Stitcher iTunes and Google Play. Um, you can check out our show notes like we mentioned on our website at onegeek411.com. We also have personal Twitter accounts where you can tell us things. And mine is uh, Deanna790.
1: I'm not so foreign. Thanks
0: for listening, guys.
2: I'm Humar Whittle. I love you.